Good morning on this Tuesday, March 12, 2019. 44 degrees. Hey, we're getting there. Spring's around the corner. We'll be having our bathing suits on, heading for the beach. Somewhere down the road. Yeah, right. This is the northeast. We'll probably get a blizzard next week. Anyways. Okay, I didn't mean to throw that out there. I don't know why. I just slammed me this morning out there with a little conviction. Um... A little message from the Lord. Uh, and it's almost like what I hear the Lord saying, like reminding me when he's, when we finally surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, he opens our eyes. The scales come off. We are now able to recognize him, see him. Now, does that mean um, we see God in all his glory? No, nobody's, even Moses, none of them did that. Moses saw God passed by, but he put his hand up, begging a hand. Uh, Isaiah just saw factions of it. You know, Paul even uh, was told to write in there when he was caught up in the third heaven, but he couldn't really describe it out there because when these bodies still, and even when we get to heaven at that point, when these bodies are replaced with the the eternal bodies, uh, I don't think we'll still be able to experience God in all his glory because he's still God, it's still awesome, still beautiful we'll still be spending an eternity to know him uh, to learn more about him we'll know him more than obviously in incompletion uh, we'll be like him the person of Jesus Christ but what he laid upon my heart is we're looking around the world we're seeing the world's getting darker um, and the Lord wants to light us uh, be the light it is we ourselves are not the light there are re- religious folks religion fierce type individuals teachers that stand in pulpits uh, on TVs TV screens uh, computer screens they claim we are the light of the world those that proclaim that we the people that got out of light are foolish the, the they're being foolish it's a wonder if whether they're not now I don't know that so I can't say that individual people because nobody none of us can see the heart but we ourselves are not the light even John attested that when they thought he was the light he says no 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 no. I proclaim the coming of the light I am not the light the one's coming after me is the light but when we look what we're seeing today is a lot of times and this message lesson seems to be for those such as me, those are the true church of Jesus Christ, those are truly saved. Um, perhaps it could be for those professing, but because um, uh, God told Peter to write down in First uh, Peter chapter four, judgment starts at the house of God. It has to start with us. Has you, you, we're now in God. Um, his refining, his sanctif- sanctification is occurring. Once we become believers, he's cutting off, pruning off those branches, those parts of us that are were never pleasing to us. He accepted us. He received us unto himself, but not to keep us like that. We willingly surrender our wills to him. If we're true, this is if we're truly born again, if we're truly saved, um, we surrender our wills to his. We says, Lord, no more my will, but your will be done. Um, we're surrendering all control, all possessions that we accumulated beforehand. 
then the sanctification process that's clearly throughout all the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament, when God's in there, he'll go through, he'll cleanse out, not cleanse out people. Obviously, he won't eliminate people like uh, I had heard that United Nations has a plan, uh, maybe Agenda 21. I don't follow those, that crap, that because that's worldly crap that's going to die with this earth. It's not going to last for eternity. It's going to lead people into hell, and it is now. We're claiming their plan only works with about a half a million people. That should open eyes, considering there's roughly 7 billion people. Where's the rest of them going to go besides the true church of Jesus Christ, which will be pulled out of the way? That's probably a million or so. That's five. That means people are going to be eliminated. Uh, socialist individuals, a.k.a. Hitler. Hitler's goal was to eliminate anybody that were not of the Aryan people, people that are not like him. Uh, and he eliminated primarily Jews, but he also eliminated those who stood in his way. Uh, that's like mass, uh, what's the word? When the government eliminates, not suicide, mass murder basically. That's basically what it is. But for the church, the refining, part of the refining process, part of the pruning, when God comes in, he's not judging us for heaven or hell now because he's received us. Kind of got off side message. I hate it when I do that. I get somebody, I keep, I want my focus on Jesus, but I get on other things come on instead of, I got to learn a note right so I can jot it down for later. Forgive me for that. But, um. One of the judgments or questioning that God uses against the church is the seven churches mentioned in Revelations two, Revelation two and three. You got some teachers that only teach according to the flesh, that are still blinded, still deceived. They think, oh, that hasn't happened. Oh, these churches are only in Asia. Um, at the point, that's where. Rome, and that's where most of the disciples were focusing, even Paul, were going scattered throughout all the parts of Asia. However, Asia, Europe, it all originated from Jerusalem and outward, and it went to Asia at the point. Um, back then, uh, the main part of humanity was living around Israel and Asia and around that part. There, you didn't hear much speak about the ends of the earth. I believe that was probably America. The Western America, Mexico, Canada, and whatnot. Because uh, if you look on maps, but if you look at seven, yes, we know the number seven is completion. That's clear throughout all scripture. The whole concept of God from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Uh, that's why it's foolish for those to think the seven hills spoken about where Satan with a great highlight said says just Rome. That's totally unbiblical. It's totally not looking at the whole council of God. It's totally foolish. You're looking at, okay, during the time that God gave this to John, Rome, the Roman Empire, um, was ruling. So 
professionally wise when we're first learning it kind of makes sense but you got to remember all of scripture was written from God's uh, it's God's word it's his word and his word is spounds beyond all human understanding all logic it's eternal he's looking at his word from an eternal perspective which is who he is we're not yet there yet but we have, that's why we have to when we go into prayer it's not running our big mouths. I'm good at that. Uh, and so a lot many a lot better than me. I don't want to be like you. And I don't want you to be like me either. Let's both make a goal. Let's be like Jesus. Uh, ooh, I like that goal. But look at these messages, the seven. we got to look at these lessons or apply it for us today. So many preachers miss this thing. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not trying to judge an elder or a leader by any means. However, God is. God holds any of those that he appoints as teachers. He allows to be teachers as higher accountable. When we say yes to God, when those people say yes to God, okay, I will go into that position. I will obey you. We are agreeing you're going to be held to a higher accountability. It's like us men were first, but God's okay. I want you to be a husband and a father, but I'm going to call you first, but I'm going to speak to both the husband and a wife. So ladies, don't ever say, oh, well, I didn't hear that. My wife. If your husband's hearing something that you're not, there's a problem here. I would highly recommend wives get along with the Lord. Don't let them go to work. Let them spend time with the Lord. Let them use vacation time or sick time. Uh, wife, same thing. If you're not hearing what your husband's seeing, both need to get fast and pray before the Lord. It says, okay, Lord, something's wrong here. You you caught us. You made us one in the flesh. If we're both not hearing you, what's wrong with this picture here? One of us is wrong, and we both need to repent. I really don't know where that came from, but when we're not hearing the message, at the end of every single one of these churches, God says... Let me just find the first one because I'm in verse chapter 2 here. Uh, I got King James happen to be up. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, for those that have ears. Oh, there you go. Verse 11. I'm going to go to the first one. It's probably, actually, probably the second church. Um, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saying unto the churches. Uh, it's also another verse of that looks at two who heal as eyes let him see that means God has removed uh, the scales off our eyes similar to what he did Paul who formerly was saw at the time so he could see the Lord in his glory uh, he removes the ear stoppers that Satan when we were his children children is allowed to uh, come upon him you know the different messages we all suffer from one of it one way or the other we are all here in the correction of God again if judgments happen for us if we barely make it in under the warriors what first Peter says uh, chapter 4 the judgments touch the house of God as clearly that's that's saying if we barely make it in under the wire that lost ain't never gonna make it in so we're the ones who should be running into we should be saying, okay Lord cut off whatever you need to cut off whatever's not pleasing to you prune up and we do that by praying and reading the Bible see they want to pray 
many Christians today, especially in the West, especially in America, want to pray, but we don't want to hear God's voice. We don't want to hear what he says, his response to it. God will let it speak. But then at the end of it, he's going to say, you're going to shut up now so I can speak? We have to do that with the elderly, too. They have so much to say, so much on their mind. I hear that every day, a lot or every evening, when I'm sitting there talking with my mom. She'll have all this stuff going to mind. i got to learn patience. I ain't got that yet. We're supposed to have patience when we teach. We're supposed to have patience when, we, when we're ministering the Lord. I ain't full, does that mean I can't be fully a minister? No, I ain't what they're saying. That just means I got a, I got a weakness out there that the Lord wants to make strong. But in my weakness, in our flesh weakness, is when God is strong. Oh, thank you. Um, Church of Ephesus. I'm not going to read all the verses. Please go in, open your friggin' Bibles to Revelations 2 and 3, and just study them. Look at them. Look what they're doing. Um... They left the first love. They're doing work of the Lord. They're doing the work of the church. But they don't love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Think back of those words. That first commandment. Actually, it's part of the Ten Commandments summarized. It's the first four. Basically, it's the first four commandments. All summed up in one line. It says, love the Lord like God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Hello? That means our entire being. So, people foolishly don't, we're not teaching this. We don't, maybe we don't practice it either. The Word of God is to be applied as the Lord teaches it to us by His Holy Spirit, who only speaks words of Jesus, who only spoke the words of the Father. So, there you go. One. By the Son and Holy Spirit is it's one God, three attributes. First Corinthians chapter twelve is the manifestation of that. It's the clarity of that. Hello, and I don't fully understand it either. So, but that's the clarity of it. First Corinthians, the beginning of chapter twelve, how it describes they all work in unity. They're one. That shows it's one. It's just like three attributes of God. Uh, he came down. He, he himself came down in the flesh. That's why Jesus was fully God and fully man, and he still is God. But he, he comes down. He's come, coming down with grace and mercy. He's coming down for judgment. The next time he comes back to this earth, so don't be calling him down to earth um, right away until we ourselves proclaim the gospel. We are his trumpets. We are his sounding horns. For the gospel. That's the first thing that needs to be going down our mind. Not saying, well, let me help you with your food. Let me help you. Yeah, we are supposed to be doing that. The money, the provision that you have, feed others. But at the same time, while you're feeding them and praying over them, proclaiming the gospel, before we even go out to feed, we need to be praying, Lord, soften their hearts. Bring them to that place of broken. Expose their sins before their eyes let them show their need before you uh, need of you before and how it looks before you and how they need you Whew, oh got that one uh, okay well, strange um, I won't tell you where I'm saying that but again they lost their first love they had to repent and if God threatens to remove move our can of six if he moves our light a candlestick is a church. It's a light. The light's a church. He removes that 
church, he removes that structure, he removes that organization, what is it? It's just a building that Satan then will use to spew his lies. Uh, should have put highlights on these. Let me get the next church. And even show he shows what he likes about the different churches. You know, Nicolaitan false teaching, religious teachings, Smyrna. Then we talk about the synagogue of Satan. It says you're calling themselves Jews, which are not. Yes, remember Israel is the firstborn. Israel in the Old Testament was to be our example. God did not tolerate sin in his people back then. He doesn't tolerate it today either for new Christians so we are no more excused than he is because we're new covenant and they're new no 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 that that teaching's heresy false teaching heresy because Christ obeyed if we're in Christ that's the question are we in Christ Jesus and is he in us have we received the fullness and the deity of God in Christ Jesus have we surrendered our will our works over to him that's everything under his control does that mean we're perfect and not going to make mistakes no firstborn Israel made plenty of mistakes and yet the ne- one generation may not have repented the next one did uh, or maybe the next couple may, could, took a few generations but eventually they repented before the Lord and the Lord restored them You, know, they've had they're getting ready to go in the third temple. That third temple, God Himself is not going to inhabit. The temple He wants is us, His bodies. The new heaven, the new Jerusalem is not going to have no physical temple. It's going to be us. We are His body. We need to start acting like His body. So He's correcting us. He's getting ready for that day. He's showing us what's lacking in our obedience to Him and our worship to Him. The next one was a form of religion. We set up forms of religion, forms of godliness, but not his power. We're showing that God did not come to set up a religion. That's just the message that I'm hearing on that one. Pergamos. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, I think Thetaya was also showing that, yeah, they were obeying God. However, they were getting ready for a season of severe persecution people in America, brothers and sisters you think your life is comfortable now? Don't attach to that comfort. Do not attach to the comfort of religion, the comfort of a building. This God has got one major tribulation. He says those that are in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, will experience it. There's going to be some in this country the government is not going to be able to get us out calling our lawyers is not what we're supposed to do we're going to be brought into that and there's going to be some that's going to die for the name of Christ those will have a crown of life those will have a higher reward in heaven for those that want to hear reward Um, next church Pergamos they were right in the midst of Satan Uh, dang I gotta get this car fixed Yes, I'm sitting in the car. It's probably not a good idea either. Uh, well, what am I going to do? i got to get back and forth to work place. 
Excuse that. Fix the computer. Uh, they've allowed two things. They were in the midst of Satan. They were shining, shining the light of Jesus. However, what they did do, they were allowing two things. They were allowing stumbling blocks before the children of God, Israel first and then man. Uh, And another one, Nicolaines. There's not too much says about that one. I can figure he started out as one of the seven chosen to serve. I was like a thing is see they created a religion instead of uh following after the Holy Spirit. Who follows after Jesus. I never could figure out why the Nicolaeans where they strayed. You go back and see Nicholas is one of the seven that was chosen with Philip that went into uh Samaria and preached the gospel and God brought through the revival um with the same token uh here it is talking about it here he's no, he's now hated so that that's interesting here I don't, I'm not sure what that means uh further study on that one I think for all of us let's uh, help us out on that one uh, the attire it's the next one next warning Woman Jezebel. Jezebel was a real person in the Old Testament. Uh, she controlled her husband instead of the other way around. Whatever she wanted, she got done. Uh, that should have opened up eyes for salvation and repentance today, but I'm not going down that line. But Jezebel is a false spirit. Basically, it's crept into the church. She seduced the search servants. It says seduce my servants, which means God's servants, away to commit fornication, sex outside of marriage, concern, to eat things, sacrifice to idols out there. Yeah, man for the Jews first. She called herself a prophetess, but she wasn't called by God. That one needs to be woke up too. Um, there is that spirit, that warning needs to be received by churches today that are doing that same thing throughout the entire world uh, <clears throat> you got the church of Thyatira now there are also now he also reminds that there are people within these churches that are the true church of Jesus Christ the people that were following after him that did not go the way that the church and or the leadership or some of the people, most of the people are being warned against to repent from. It could be leadership or it may not be. The leadership may be part of the problems. The leadership may have gone astray. They can repent. As long as we got breath in our lungs, we can repent and turn back toward Jesus Christ. Um... But there are people in there that are not disobeying God. They are not falling under that. And God edifies that one. And I'm, like I said, I'm just scrolling down through here. Uh, the different churches. Sardis. Strengthen our things to remain. However, that not all their works were perfect before God. And they need to repent of that. Whatever is God showing us uh, that it's lacking, whatever we're showing that we're holding to sin, 
We just didn't repent it, give it up. Philadelphia was talking about an open door. There was an open door and there were the keys. Um, we need to walk in it. Not to, again, that one's mentioned again, synagogue of Satan. Okay, it's religious. It's a church that calls themselves, they could be calling themselves the Church of Jesus Christ. However, they're actually a uh, church of Satan. They're teaching stuff that's not right. They're teaching stuff that's not biblical. Satan twists scripture. He'll take out a word here and there which will make the whole verse or context sound different. He'll take a verse out of uh, context. We can even hear his voice when we're in prayer initially. That's why we have to know Jesus Christ personally. We have to know the Word of God. We have to study His words. We have to read His words. So that we don't be swept astray. We don't go astray. Even he can even cause a pastor of twenty, thirty years to become fatigued, become tired, and lead you know, and accidentally, unintentionally be leading people astray. He works subtly. He does he doesn't always come into our face and boom punches in the face. We can most of us we could usually see uh, somebody coming at us, getting ready to punch our face, and we're usually not going to stand there saying, "Go ahead, make my day." Yeah, right. I don't know if anybody's going to say that. Uh, it usually sneaks up behind the flanks. It's not look at relation to football players. A good football players, defensive players are not going to come at you. Well, they're going to come at you head on, but you usually got two or three guys. They're usually using trick plays to come at you, to come at you. Their main idea is that main leader, is that quarterback, to come at. A lot of times they're going to try and come in off the side. If they're working as a whole defensive uh, end of the team, they're, they're keeping that front line busy, and hopefully you can, you know, one of the defenders can flank around the back and boom, catch him by surprise. That's where you need a good offensive line too. That's where you need guys on the front line out there that are that are with you. Uh, it's not just to protect the leader, but it's to protect the, the whole flag that's in there. That's what the eldership team is. Wow, I don't know where that just came from. Well, I know where it came from. I don't know who that's for. Uh, the layout of the scenes is the biggest one. Even though, and it happens to be the last one, in my opinion. In my, I hate to throw out my opinion, but it, what I've learned, because it's the lukewarm. That's what caused these laws to come into our nation, in every nation. Laws by people of Satan, because we fell asleep. We were enjoying our, in Israel happened the same thing out there. Only in different respects, obviously, where they fell asleep, they got became comfortable with God. Said, oh God, oh this church that you have is great. Oh man, oh, we got a we got a spot painted over there. We got to take care of it. You know, we become comfortable in our materialistic society, comfortable in our material blessings. Remember, not all material blessings come from God. That's the first time some of y'all are hearing that, but it's not the first time I'm hearing it from the Lord. So we can look in Genesis 3, Matthew and Luke chapter 4, and 1 John 2, 15. 
Satan can because he's the temporary prince of this world as God himself says in the scripture he comes he even tried to tempt Jesus obviously we know this in Matthew and Luke chapter 4 he tried to say if you just bow down to me I'll give you all this first of all he's God he already owns everything anyways to boot and we're just stewards even Satan is just a steward of things so he's going to give him something he already owns yeah right <laughs> I kind of I'm, I'm going to I'm going to ask the Lord out there when we get there I said myself what was your first thought you hung out 40 days when you saw Lucifer approaching or you probably said oh man what are we going to do now <laughs> I said what's he want now what's he going to try and do <laughs> it may not be his thought I'd just be curious enough <laughs> What we do is mine. And then he's probably saying, "Oh, here we go. Go ahead, have at it. You're gonna lose. You're already defeated. Because uh, he's still God. That's his ultimate word. You're already defeated. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm giving you this time. It <laughs> uh, may have been the case. I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. Let's all ask him. <laughs> we'll just sit there and listen. But that's the biggest one. We get lukewarm. We become comfortable. That's why." You look at all the brothers and sisters before us, Israel and not Israel, not Israelites, us, Gentiles. When we come to Christ, you don't see anybody staying long in one location. We, as humans, can become comfortable, contented too quickly. That's why God has to move us to somewhere else. We become settled on this earth. This earth is passing away. We're no longer of the earth. We have to be set apart. We have to keep that set apartness. You know, that's why it's foolish when brothers and sisters have publicly, ignorantly said we could become so set apart we're not useful to God. That's Satan saying that. I can hear the Lord speaking to them. Get behind me, Satan. Because you're letting Satan speak through you. There's no such thing. We're told in Peter to be... We are set apart now. People need to see a differentiation. We need to see the works of God is not just good moral people. Because there are unbelievers that are clear unbelievers. Don't talk about Jesus. Don't believe in Jesus. But, however, they have... They were raised in a good moral household. Then they want to be good what they call good moral people Bible says in Romans chapter 3 there is none good Jesus himself even said why are you calling me good there is none good but God and Jesus is God he was then he is now and he was at the beginning, before the beginning of time because he was before everything everything was created by him in him and through him as Philippians says so are we receiving the judgments of God? Are we receiving the... These judgments are not to send us to hell. The lost right now are on the way to hell. They've, they've been judged by because they haven't received Jesus Christ yet. They got breath in their lungs. They can still repent. God is still trying to soften their heart to hear the gospel and receive the good news. Receive the gospel. Receive Jesus Christ. And also surrender to Him. And God will still save some before the end of the age of Gentiles. We have to go out there proclaiming the gospel because we don't exactly know who only God knows 
who he softened. We still had to proclaim the gospel in season and out of season. That's our first goal and our only goal. That's our only call. And then when they come in, then we sit them down and God teaches them his word through us to say this is the way we now walk. This is the, how we are set apart now. You are set apart. We are separate from this world now. We're no longer of the world. We become, instead of en- enemies of God, which we once were, now we're enemies of Satan. He's going to come at us like a passion. But, he's spirit. We can't fight him in the spirit. Our victory is found in Jesus Christ. God will allow him to tempt us to show so our reliance is on Jesus Christ. So he can show us the victory and he can show the world the victory. When we can fall and get back up, we're getting back up by the power of Jesus Christ. Repent. Apologize for it. Make amends where we need to make amends. Uh, whatever. God tells us what to do. We're learning His voice. So, take it from what it is. What, what, which one of these lessons, which one of these, uh, corrections do you need to receive? What has the Lord shown you that's in your life? As a body of Christ, as a particular church, what have you allowed in? What do you, as the body of Christ, in that particular circle, our friends, have allowed in to the fellowship that is not pleasing to God? What is he trying to get rid of? Just confess it. We love the Lord. We're called of the Lord. We're saved by the Lord. We just need to repent. I'm praying that right now during this particular season. Uh, to see, Lord, where do I need to be? Where have I gone astray? God can get us back to where we went astray and get us back under His path. Get us back obedient again. Just words uh, for, to learn by. Dang, I didn't think it was that long. Thank you. Father God, I think uh, maybe all we pray, maybe all the, during this time of judging your house, your body, may you continue to prune us and cleanse us for your namesake, Father God, may you make us more like you, as Romans chapter 12, 2 says, I'll tell you. So we be transformed by the renewing of our minds and the increasing of our faith in you, Father God, so that we become more like you. <coughs> we ask, Father God, to reveal, make clear to us what it is in our lives that's not placed into you and may we cast it out willingly. In Jesus' name, love you all, and I do love you all.